From the Nifty Studios and Don't Kill the Messenger Productions comes another thrilling episode of Tales from the Trenches. Dramatizations of cases ripped from the advance sheets. Today's episode, Sage Advice. Today we find ADA Hamilton Berger hard at work late one stormy night attempting to deal with a thorny issue. He's discovered that one of his counts in a misdemeanor information does not comply with CPL 100.15 and 140. Oh no, oh no, this can't be. If one of the charges is defective, does that mean I can't file a certificate of compliance and statement of readiness? Uh, what about the 3035A statement? Oh no, what do I do? I need to talk to someone right now. But it's late at night and the office is deserted. Where can ADA Berger find counsel and advice at this time on a stormy night? I know. The Sage. ADA Berger takes his papers and sets out in search of the Sage. People say he never goes home. Well, that's not all they say. Sequestered deep in the Appeals Bureau, the Sage is said to be sealed in his opulent chambers, working on only the most delicate and difficult legal issues. Subsisting on coffee and yellow legal pads, his superior legal analysis and writings appear as if by magic. When cigar smoke puffs from under his door, a newly hired ADA is dispatched to retrieve the latest brilliant brief or memo. It is said one must not speak to the sage unless he acknowledges you and bids you to state your business. Uh, Well, that makes me feel a whole lot better. I'm just doing my job. Okay, here's the office. The door is closed. Well, here goes. Oh, well, no answer. I'll just, uh... Who has disturbed my studies? Uh, it's, it's just me, ADA Burger. I can come back if it's not a good time. You've never come to see me before. Do you have a question? Yes, I do. It's okay. Ah, a question. I've just finished cataloging all of the United States Supreme Court's footnotes in chronological order, so my night is free. You may ask. Oh, okay. Well, I have a misdemeanor case that I'm getting ready for trial in local court, and there are several counts in it, but I've noticed that one of them is duplicitous. Will that one defective count invalidate the CPL 3035A certification and cause speedy trial time to be charged to us? Well, that is interesting. Let's talk this through. CPL 3035A states that upon a local criminal court accusatory instrument, a statement of readiness shall not be valid unless the prosecuting attorney certifies that all counts charged in the accusatory instrument meet the requirements of CPL sections 100.15 and 100.40, 
and those counts not meeting those requirements have been dismissed. Without the certification, you cannot validly answer ready for trial. Now, does a duplicitous count comply with these requirements? No. But will that one duplicitous count spoil the entire information? Well, let's start at the beginning. What does duplicitous mean? Okay, it means that a single count charges more than one offense. And because of that, the defendant doesn't get adequate notice of what to defend. It can affect double jeopardy protection. The jury may not be deciding unanimously if some think it's one incident and some think it's another. Very good. And so does this conform with CPL 100.15 regarding the form and content of an information? Well, I would think not. Subdivision 2 allows two or more offenses to be charged in separate counts. And also the Court of Appeals in People v. Shack requires that each count of an information charges only one offense. Hmm. What about CPL 100.40? Well, I'm afraid that requires local court accusatory instruments to comply with CPL 100.15. And now we all know what that says. So the conclusion is that the people can be ready for trial only on a facially sufficient misdemeanor information that complies with CPL 115 and 100.40. And readiness on a misdemeanor information also requires you to certify under 3035-A that all counts so comply, and that you have dismissed any that do not. Now, is that your situation? No, the duplicitous count is still there. So my accusatory won't meet all these requirements then, right? Well, that is correct. And all the time will thus be charged to the people. And so as my good friend Rob Dreyer might say, what is the takeaway from this situation? Uh, all of the counts in the misdemeanor information must be sufficient and comply with CPL 100.15 and 100.40 for a valid certification pursuant to CPL 3035A to be filed and speedy trial time to stop running. Yes, that seems correct. Now, how about a drink? Would you care for a nightcap? Thank you. I didn't think we were allowed to drink in the... Oh, uh, some warm milk. Ovaltine. Oh, no, thank you. Nothing. And I will say good night. Good night. And so our hero heads home. A little sadder, but perhaps wiser. This has been another exciting episode of Tales from the Trenches. Today's drama was inspired by the case of People vs. Hernandez, decided on April 22, 2022, from the Criminal Court in Queens County. This dramatization was written, directed, produced, and performed by your friends here at NIPTI. You can see this case and lots of other discovery case law and resources by visiting NIPTI's Discovery Digest, 
part of Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. So be sure to join us next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Trenches when we hear the sage say... Hey, Matt Ovaltine. So long for now. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.